Well, folks, it's your deep show. Sean Jerry Adams, uh, a race. August Morris Gratis, Ulagumsa, Gubil Shivsha, Gumoy. So, this is the uh, weekend of the Sinn Fein Ardash down in Athlone. And uh, a very good evening on Friday evening and a very good day. Lots of lively debate and a wonderful speech by party president, Mary Lou, yesterday on Saturday. And I'd return to all of that in my podcast next week. And of course, the blockade and the blitzing of Gaza continues. And by now, the numbers of people killed in Gaza are well in advance of 10,000. And almost half of these are children. And every minute, every hour, every day, new and dreadful images emerge from Palestine that horrify and shock. Now, this is not the first time that the Palestinian people have faced ethnic cleansing. In 1948, the catastrophe witnessed the ethnic cleansing of almost 80% of the historic Palestinian territory by the new established Israeli state. And in the decades since then, an apartheid system has dehumanized and demonized the Palestinians. So they're facing, in Gaza and increasingly on the West Bank, a second catastrophe. The settler and the Israeli army violence on the West Bank, the deliberate attacks in Gaza on hospitals, schools, the university, refugee camps, bakeries, ambulances and families, and the cutting off of fuel and food and water is about forcing Palestinians to abandon their home place. A recent Israeli report and public commentary by Israeli leaders have acknowledged that the Zionist government seeks the expulsion of all Palestinians from Gaza. An Israeli minister has actually said nuking Gaza is one of the possibilities. And in a remark reminiscent of the Heller Connacht, he has said that the Palestinians can go to Ireland or deserts. Last week, 200 academics on the island of Ireland united in demanding that Irish universities cut ties with Israeli institutions until the occupation of Palestinian territory has ended. The Palestinians' rights to equality and self-determination are vindicated and the right of Palestinian refugees to return is facilitated. And they are right. Some days ago, Mary Lou MacDonald, and she repeated this yesterday, called on the Irish government and the international community to take action to enforce international law. She also called for the Israeli ambassador to lose her diplomatic status. Other states have already broken diplomatic ties with Israel. An immediate ceasefire and the infusion of substantial international aid is now essential. But we should be under no illusions. There can be no victors through war in the Middle East. If the international community fails to stand up for international standards and international law, then what we have witnessed in the last 
month will only be repeated in the future. Meanwhile, slow as it is, but our own peace process continues to move forward. Seven key Irish-American organisations have announced an Irish Unity Summit for a new and united Ireland to be held in New York on March the 1st next year. And this is a major initiative. Obviously, people from a pro-union position are free to organise their own events and to continue or to start uh, trying to persuade the rest of us of the merits of the union. So far, they haven't made any sort of hard uh, attempt at doing justice. But this major initiative, coming as it does just before St. Patrick's Day, uh, it's been organised by the Ancient Order of Hibernians, the Brehan Law Societies of New York City and Nassau, the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick Long Island, Friends of Sinn Féin, the Irish Unity, Irish American Unity Conference, the James Connolly Irish American Labour Coalition, and the Ladies Ancient Order of Hibernians. And more details on the format and the speakers will be announced by the organisers later. On June the 15th next year, Ireland's Future will be holding a major conference, Pathway to Change, in the SSE Arena in Belfast. Professor Brendan O'Leary, Claire Mitchell, Charlotte Burns, Mary Lou MacDonald and Claire Hanna are among the speakers already confirmed. And last week, Queen's Human Rights Academic and Ireland's Future member, Professor Colin Harvey, was the guest speaker at an event organised by the National Committee on American Foreign Policy at Fordham University in New York. He spoke on the theme, A Pathway to a New New Ireland, and Colin Harvey said, In Ireland, the evidence of an increased focus on preparations for change is everywhere. The constitutional conversation is moving into a much more detailed planning phase, and it's therefore essential that new Local and global voices are heard and listened to. And Professor Harvey told his audience that there is a particular onus on the Irish government to facilitate the preparations for unity. Later he met with the Brahan Law Society and he told them that he believes that by the end of this decade there will be a unity referendum. Last week also Ireland's Future held a packed business lunch in the Europa Hotel in Belfast. Over 300 people heard former BBC journalist Gavin Esler speak of the potential for change. The outgoing editor of the Irish News, Noel Doran, also addressed the gathering. And finally, two weeks ago, Trade Unionists for a New Ireland, TUNUI, held a two-day conference in Belfast. And they heard a range of speakers from Ireland and internationally talk about the importance of constitutional change and of social justice in any new Ireland. The two-day event brought together people from across the island and beyond with the aim of advancing constitutional change. Among the speakers were SIP2 Deputy General Secretary Jerry McCormick and Frank Connolly, author of United Nation, The Case for Integrating Ireland. The chair of TUNUI, Sean McElhenney, said, we believe that some of the worst aspects of social inequality 
and socio-economic disadvantage facing working people can only be addressed properly by changing how Ireland is governing north and south. Constitutional change gives us a unique opportunity to start building something better than this, and we want to promote the importance of social justice in every conversation about our future. And so, say all of us who want to see an Ireland of equals, who want to see an Ireland which is citizen-based and which is rights-centred, social justice has to be part of the new Ireland. And finally, it's tree planting time once again. Any month with an R will usually do, but it's generally best between October and March. But make sure to plant your wee baby trees well before or well after the frost kicks in. I always try to do my planting in the autumn, so the tree will have time to settle in before spring. Container-grown trees can be planted at any time, although they too need protected from frost. But I mostly use burr roots or wee slips grown from seed. I collect the seed, mostly chestnuts and acorns from the Falls Park and Belfast, along with rowan, hazel, hawthorn and birch, which I scavenge for. Back in the day when our lives were consumed with endless talks and we were visiting all sorts of great houses across these islands. I gathered seeds from the gardens of places like Checkers, the back garden of 10 Downing Street, Leeds Castle, or back home in our own place at Hillsborough, at Arbor Hill, or Arras and Oakderon. There are all kinds of little processes and different soils or gravel or sand mixes which you can use for bringing on your seeds. But I'm a lazy gardener. I just put the seeds into a pot of whatever loam I have to hand and let nature do its work. When the seeds have sprouted, the saplings can be kept in pots for years before planting out. Just increase the size of your plant in keeping with the growth of your little tree. And apart from the chestnuts, which I plant for handiness. I plant only native species. They're good for keeping the air clean, good for native insects, for native birds, for other creatures, good for the climate, good for nature. Trees are also a great present. They can mark the birth of a new baby or immortalize the memory of a fallen friend. Trees are good for remembering the living and the dead. They're about the future. That's why freedom trees, Cran the Searsha, are important. And Cran the Searsha can be planted now in the knowledge that they will grow tall in a free Ireland if we continue with the work that we're at. So why not plant your own Cran the Searsha? If you have the space or if you have access to public land or commonage, a hill or a mountainside, with permission, why not plant a freedom forest? Even 10 or 20 trees planted two metres apart will look well once they get going. Is there space in your housing estate or your farm, your garden, your sports ground? Native trees are also good for biodiversity. 
No one could object to that. So folks, let's get planting. Shin 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 Mamej Tor Ayra Gunyuri and Ta Levsha and keep talking and keep advocating for Palestine. Slan live.